0: How's it going, everybody? Jamie here. Thanks for listening. If you've been enjoying the content in my Philacrossophy podcast, my Inside the 8 podcast, or my a Lacrosse Weekend blogs, I would encourage you to check out the store at jamefreesports.com. I've created awesome content for coaches, players, and parents in both men's and women's lacrosse for coaches, the Coaches Training Program. It's, it's a combination of cutting-edge and practical we have Division One men's and women's coaches all the way down to high school, JV, and youth. For players, I've created JM3 player academies, which are designed to teach every variation of every skill for boys and girls across. And for parents, I've created JM3 recruiting portal, where I've taken all of the content from my blogs, my podcasts, from webinars, and other interviews, and pooled all of this information in one place where parents can get access to incredible content and insights from the very coaches that you're hoping to play for. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. How's it going everybody? And welcome back to another Flying Solo podcast. And today's topic is on probing. Probing is a very interesting word that I've been thinking a lot about lately. I remember the first time I remember hearing the word, I was an assistant coach at Yale in 1991 Uh, The the head coach at Yale, Mike Waldvogel was, was describing to me the way he envisioned our offense to play. And he used the word probing, an offense where our ball carriers were probing the defense. And I remember thinking about that. And ever since that time, I've wanted players that could do this. You hear about probing in basketball, probing a zone, maybe drawing players out, probing in the gaps. You think of basketball players and the way they move with the hesitations and the faking and the looks and the way that they always are changing speed. And and it just gives you the vision of probing in your head Um, as coaches. We've used this ourselves, guys, let's let's probe the defense. Don't just go hard. You know, you'll talk about probing in transition or early offense. Probe and see what they do. let's talk about what probing, what probing even means. You know, for one thing, it means slowing down. You cannot probe at full speed. And that's kind of counter to what everybody learns how to do when they do one-on-one drills. They just blast off and they go to the net. Probing is, is more about probing the entire defense. And that means that you have to be able to look through your man, look through your defender while you're probing the entire defense. And, Maybe you're making the defense stare at you. Maybe you're making the defense think they have to slide. Maybe you're making the defense go away and go back to their own man. That's all kind of a part of probing. Um, You're going to identify how the defense is playing. You You might be able to know what they're saying and actually know who's open and why. Probing is usually in and out it's really kind of an in and out thing. You're kind of into your man and you're out. And, and that means that you actually have to initiate contact and then bounce out. And that's part of the control of the defense and of your own defender that happens when you probe. Probing is re-dodging or re-dodging is probing. Sometimes it probing is posting up. Sometimes when you get in there and you stick your body in and you've got position and your hands are free because you've got a cross check on you and your head is up and you're seeing sliders and they're seeing you, but they're seeing you seeing them. That's probing and you can feed from that position. Maybe you pop a lever feed. Maybe you pop a behind the back feed. Sometimes people will say, well, you can't do that because you're gonna be slid to, but, but then you can do the old Andy Shea sucker double. Turn your back, you know they're sliding, you know how they're gonna play because you've been probing. You can hear them, you're watching them. And you turn your back and you draw them into a double team and then you run away and move the ball. When I think of probing, a lot of times I think of Pat Spencer. I did a video recently for my JM3 athletes and I was telling them they should get bracelets that say WWPSD, what would Pat Spencer do? The way that guy probes, the way that he uses his body in and out physically slows down, pivots, hesitates, fakes, steps away, that's probing. Probing is controlling players, your own defender and and off-ball defenders with communication, with nonverbal communication. What do I mean by nonverbal communication? I mean that your posture it tells a story. If you get into a double threat dodging posture, you know, uh, it, it, it tells everybody you're about to dodge. If you slam your man, that tells them they better get ready to slide. If you bounce away, it tells people they can go back to their own man. If you bounce away and fake, it's even better. All of these postures control not only your defender, but they also control the, all the defense that's looking to help on you. And it's it's when you're comfortable operating on the island. And, and you have to be comfortable operating on the island to be a good player. Whether you're a MIDI or an attackman, anybody who plays offense needs to be able to operate and slow down and probe. I think that it's drawing and jumping too. I think probing involves moving the ball. I think when you recognize you've got a bunch of players, you know, you maybe you feed it if, if you recognize you've got players. You know, sloughing to you so much that there's somebody wide open inside, maybe you pop a feed to them. But, but you also might just dump the ball to X or move it to the next player if you draw, drawing and dumping. Probing is hard to slide to. Probing is hard to slide to because you can't really tell what the defense is trying to read everything that you do. Everything you do when you have the ball, the defense is trying to read it. And when you're, if you tell them what you're doing, By by not having this nonverbal communication, by not being deceptive, you're giving the defense a chance to be on time with anything that they're doing. So probing should be and is hard to slide to. You can't tell, is he really dodging or is he not dodging? Is he popping away? Is he moving the ball? He's looking right at me. How can I go? Or they just go. And then that makes your job easier if you're creating offense that way. Probing is... Much more easily done on your natural side, which is why midfielders generally don't probe as well or as often as attackmen. The lefty attackman, where where does that player play? they They always play on their natural side in men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse. They're like box players. They play on their side and they probe. They're trying to get their left, right? I talked about this in my handedness solo podcast that being an expert of getting your strong hand, is an incredibly high level IQ. It's, 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 it's an understanding. And, and that fits right in with probing. You watch the best lefties, the way they get their left is, you know, they might split to their right and roll back to their left and then pop away and then keep coming in and stick their body in and use a rocker. And if they've got good vision, they're, they're looking at the defense while they're doing this. Meanwhile, the right-handed midi grows up playing on the same side of the field primarily as the left-handed attackman. And they just dodge alleys. And they don't really probe that much because, because they don't feel comfortable rolling back to their left hand. So they don't, they don't roll back that much to their left and they don't probe. They don't re-dodge and have that topside threat that really is what makes probing work. If you want your players to be able to probe, definitely spend more time on, your, on their natural sides. If, they, if a right-handed player splits to their left and hesitates and bounces and rolls back and then they're sitting there, that's probing. That's really, really hard hard to slide to. It's not even that hard to do. And it's really the difference between good and great middies, in my opinion, because it's just not hard to stop straight up speed. You just slide to it. Um, and it's, everybody can see it coming. When you When you're probing and you're so hard to read. You know, these sliders are making slide decisions. What are they reading? What are sliders reading? They're reading things like, do they see their, all right, so let's say you're a slider. What are you reading? You're reading your your on-ball teammate. You're reading things like, do I see the back of his jersey numbers or the jersey numbers on the front of his jersey? Do I see the jersey numbers on the side or on the sleeve? Well, if you see the numbers on the back, it, you feel pretty good about the position. If you see the numbers on their front, you know, then, then you're feeling like you have to slide. If you see numbers kind of on the on the sleeve, you're thinking, all right, maybe I have to go. When, when guys are probing, it's it's constantly changing. So the slider is like reading a new situation constantly. The element of, did the defender get a good chunk? You know, did you get a piece of you? That's part of what you're trying to read. But when you see somebody not get a chunk, you're getting ready to go, but all of a sudden you're seeing them bail out, you're reading that too. So you're, it's very hard to read what a Dodger's doing when they're probing. You know, and I, I, I mentioned this earlier when we talked about basketball and probing, but you'll probe on man up if you carry between gaps. Do you wanna carry in man up or zone? really fast between gaps and just run from one gap to the other, from one defender to the other, run right through that gap. No. You want to probe that gap. You want to occupy both players in that gap if you can. Make them both on the hook with you so that you can then draw and dump and look and see and maybe make that player overplay you in one way, shape, or form. When you're probing, you're totally trying to make people overplay you. You're trying to get people to overplay, you get in. The more you engage a player and stick your body into them, the more the defense is like prepared. And then when you kind of bail out and, and, and like make it look like you're trying to move the ball or maybe you make it look like you're under duress or that that guy can pressure you, that defender can pressure you, you can use that against them. And so you're really playing with your defender. And it, the same thing happens in two-man game. Think about two-man game, and if you've you've listened to my hang-up two-man or watched that webinar, um, go to twomangame.com if you haven't. It's it's worth watching. And I talk all about engaging two defenders, and so I just want you to imagine someone's picking for you, and you know the defense is switching. Do you want to run right into the switch, or do you want to, like, probe in the middle, just like in the zone offense when you're sitting in the gap, occupying two players? Probing... Is patience probing is IQ probing to me is confidence. A lot of players I think don't probe because they just don't have the confidence to soak the physicality. They don't have the confidence to slow down. They also haven't really practiced it because they just they're just going hard. You know, you're just doing one on ones, just going to the goal, dodging the goal one on one, and you run by people and you shoot and score. You know, but in in a game there's there's man on you, and then there's five other defenders that are their whole job is to support the ball with their with by crowding the ball by being ready to slide and second slide so if you can be hard to slide to and hard to second slide to and you're looking to draw and dump and you can manipulate those adjacents and make it hard for them to crowd you know it's going to be a much much more effective way to dodge now you can do this against shorts and you can do this against poles And, and and honestly Attackmen learn to probe all the time just because they can't win their matchup with one split dodge and shooting it on the run as often as middies can. So they they have to learn how to probe. They have to do multiple moves. They learn how to Z dodge and bounce and look and feed and all of these things, but they still have a pole on them. But don't forget, once once you're in once you're into a pole, you might as well not be a pole anymore. I mean, yeah, they can they can V-hold you with more depth when they've got their cross-check on you, it's, it's, it's almost the same. It is the same. They just got a cross-check on you. The cross-check is about the same size as the cross-check with a pole. Is the same size as the cross-check with a short. The difference is when you bounce away, they can, they can inflict more, and they can reach more, and they can, you know, they can disturb you more, no question. Um, can you probe too much? Yeah, you, you can't have an offense that just like all they do is probe, and then the ball would never move. So you got to find this balance of, of probing and dodging the speed and moving the ball and attacking and drawing and all of that. So this is not like a one-size-fits-all concept. And I don't even look at it as, as a technique either. I look at this as more of a fundamental. Probing isn't a technique. What's the technique? It's not one thing. It's, it's, it's a combination of all of the things that we talk about in dodging. Everybody says you want to change speeds and change direction and change planes. And fake. That's what people talk about when they talk about dodging. And it's you can't just do one move and probe at the same time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like drawing a double, making a move, banging it, banging it again, dodging the other side. But at a certain point in time, you're going to have to probe because you're just not going to run by your man and have a shot anytime you want to. Even if you can beat your matchup, people are going to be in your way. They're going to be sliding. This summer watching a lot of PLL lacrosse, I noticed as the tournament went on, you saw more probing and you saw more Dodgers that were dodging under control and more slowly. Sergio Perkovic scored a goal late in the tournament where he didn't blast off down the wing and slant. He just kind of was on this borderline border of should I slide or should I not? It's that perimeter area that is the gray area that's so hard for defensemen to know whether they're should give you the shot or not. <clears throat> and you certainly saw, you know, I talked about this in my podcast with Joe Keegan. You definitely saw a lot of Canadians, the Macintosh, Macintoshes, <laughs> Jordan and Ben constantly probing. You don't even know if they're like you're even beating anybody and all of a sudden they're scoring goals. Chance shot too. You know, he kind of splits it in the middle. He's, you know, it's he's his pocket, everything about him is saying, don't worry, he's okay, but then he's got the range to shoot it. For the heck of it, I looked up the definition of probing. Inquiring closely into something. Searching. It's really interesting. Probing is like a form of dodging and playmaking, right? When you think of dodging, you think of running by people. When you think of probing, I don't know if I would have thought of searching, but but that is what you're doing because you're searching for the, you're searching for the, the gap you're going to get through. You're searching for the opportunity in, in, in the, it, by probing you're, you're sort of elongating the window of opportunity. Again, you can't probe all day long. You got to get some ball movement in your offense, but this is such a fundamental, such an important thing to learn how to do. Think about a probe. Think about like CSI. They'll like the interrogators will ask questions or make statements that are that aren't even true to deceive. They'll do things to deceive just to see how people react. That's what, that's what probing is. That's what a probe is. You don't, wanna, you don't wanna be in a probe, that's for sure. Probing isn't just blurting stuff out. Probing, probing isn't just like, oh, I'm gonna go blurt out an MJ move. I'm just gonna go blurt out a post-op or a dead shoulder. Probing is, is fluency. You know, if you listen to that podcast I did with Ted Creighton from Joy of the People, he talks about fluency. If you haven't listened to that podcast, I highly recommend you do. It, it It was so, it was so impactful for me. I would love it if anybody had checked it out, but he talks about, he compares sports to second language acquisition and he compares great players to having fluency. And I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think probing, the ability to probe, is a sign of fluency. But why don't players probe? We talk about it. I mean, I'm sure not the only person who talks about probing or or something like that. See how they're playing you. Don't just run into doubles. See the field, look through your man, slow down, re-dodge. All these things involve this element of, of probing and searching for that opportunity where you can just get your shot off or make a feed that you want to do. But I think, I think part of the problem is, is that when we, when we teach players how to play in structure, we teach them how to dodge teach them how to split dodge you teach them how to v cut dodge we teach them how to roll back we teach them how to hesitate we teach them how to re-dodge we teach them all of these things all of these things are a part of probing for sure all of it you got to like get a step to start your move that that might be your split dodge or your punch move or whatever but the thing is is that we're teaching them in structure and we're teaching them in isolation and we're teaching them one at a time. Let's rep out the footwork. Let's bust out the cone and let's work on our left, right, left jabs. I'm not saying those aren't important. They are important. You want to be able to double move everybody. You want to be able to do all of this stuff. But the thing is, is that probing is a feel, And when we do one-on-ones, think about it. One-on-ones, are like impossible for the defense and pretty easy for the offense generally because they can just run full speed and get a shot off. But that's just not how it's going to happen in a game. The hardest part is the fact that the context of other defenders in your way and your own teammates that might be in your way, but you also have to work with them and see them and fake to them and set them up. And that, that's what probing is all about. It's not just by, about running by somebody which is kind of how we generally look at Dodgers. Like, can he run by somebody? Well, no, but he he can probe. He can get by people. Box players are good at probing. Why? Why are box players good at probing? Because you have to probe in that game. Granted, they don't take a lot of time with the ball in their stick either. They move the ball, similar to what I was talking about before, where I said, like, you know, you can't just probe all day long. You won't have a good offense. Well. Box across, they play two-man games on both sides of the floor at the same time. But they're probing. Their heads are up. The best players are not looking at their own side of the floor. They're looking at the other side of the floor. They're feeling their own side while they're sitting in the pocket of space between two defenders that have switched. They're swinging the ball to the other side. But in the end, You can't just clear people out and dodge and get to the net and box across. When you get to the net, you've done it through probing, through faking, through hitching, hesitating, faking through gaps, getting over the top. You know someone's going to be coming to you. You got to look them off and turn the corner to get to where you want to get to. Sure, you can go underneath and box and use speed because there's not as much help, but that's why they tend to not try to let you do that. Basketball players probe, and that's why I think coaches love basketball players, because they you can't make a move outside of the three-point line and get to the basket in basketball. There's going to be all these people collapsing on you. The way you get to the basket of basketball is hesitating all the way in, which is essentially a version of probing. Think about Luca. Luca, I can never pronounce his last name, Donchik. Doncic. <laughs> That guy, that guy probes like none other, and he slows down, and he uses his hostage dribble technique and keeps people on his back while his head's up while, while he's looking to feed if you overplay him at all or he's looking to take it to the basket himself. Attackmen probe more than middies. We already talked about this because middies are just tend to dodge with speed down the alley. They got the matchup. They shoot. They're running down the wrong side of the field. They're not on their natural side. They don't feel comfortable with the rolling back. They don't probe. So it's relatively easy to take away righty alley dodges. You can do it with your body, kind of give them the middle where they got nowhere to go, and you can do it with, with slides and you can do it with a combination. But how do you teach probing? How do you teach people how to probe? I don't, I don't think you actually can. I think you can present probing. You can present anything. You can explain it, and that's worthwhile. Certainly, watching a video, getting an explanation of why this is important, why why probing works. You can do that, and that's good. But, but that doesn't actually teach people how to do it. It just teaches them what it is. Teaching people what things are is great, but it doesn't teach them how to do it. And frankly, you can rep it. You can rep, you know, redodges. You can, you can rep them against cones. You can rep it against people. You know, there, there are really some, some great drills that kind of do that. You know, on the defensive side, Jerry Byrne has a great drill. He calls DBR, which is really he he kind of invented that drill to, to to teach sliders how to slide to probing dodgers, dodge, bounce, re-dodge, DBR. But but still, while that's good because there is a defender on ball and it's there's a realisticness to that, that's still not really the hard part. The hard part is is the people that are in your way in those sliders while your head is up, while you're in the middle of a game. Whether it's re-dodging or staircase dodging or three-step dodging, which is an incredible technique, all of that stuff involves uh, an array of skills, of, of techniques, of hesitations, of rollbacks, of pop-outs. And they're all... Um, They're all incredibly important, honestly. But I don't think you can teach them. I think you can introduce them. But really they have to be learned and and they have to be learned in context. And I think they have to be learned over the course of time in context. So if your context is youth lacrosse and you're the best athlete and you're a midfielder and you're just gonna run by people and score goals on the run, you're probably not gonna learn how to probe which is which is kind of how everybody learns how to do it back to why do attackmen have a tendency to be able to probe better than middies well that's why and same thing with box players um, but you can put your players in situations where you can be on the field you can be at practice and you can put them in a situation to to learn how to probe. I recently um was out in Marin county um and visiting with some of the uh, JM3 athletes I work with, and we, we we did a really cool drill that I'm calling 4-on-4 knockout. And all it is is just an, ima- an imaginary boundary 10 yards above the goal line. And we played 4-on-4 with two poles and two shorts. And it was a game. It wasn't just a drill. It was like a game, you know, in which you kept score and we could sub. You, you need subs. You can't, you can't play 4-on-4 very long in full equipment without subs. So we had, you know, I don't know, two subs on each team. And um, what I noticed was it forced the players to come from behind, to dodge to their natural sides and to probe, force the defense to, to make slide decisions. There was a lot of big little inverts behind. It was a lot of inverts coming from behind. So therefore there were sliders that had to be ready to go. But what the better players were doing was they were in and out and they were probing and they were looking. And it was, it was fascinating. It was really cool. If you've listened to me talk or watched videos, you you know that I talk a lot about free play. I I think the no equipment games, the buildups from Buy, are phenomenal for teaching probing. All of the athletes that I work with have gotten better at probing since playing these types of games. Check out the backyard curriculum. It's it's a, a really, really cool site I created. It's like 19 bucks. It costs like next to nothing. It's got the best information in it that you can do at home. It's got every pickup game variation that I've come up with or that I've learned from others. And I really believe that playing with no equipment helps you tremendously in your ability to learn how to probe because there's no equipment, because it's very much like box lacrosse. Why is that? Because the net is small. It's like a three and a half by three and a half net. You can get those, actually, uh, if you're interested in that, send me an email, I'll tell you how to get them. I had them custom made. Three by three nets are great for, for small games, but when you start playing with a full-time goalie in there, if you want an all-even game, like let's say three on three plus a goalie or four on four plus a goalie, it's better to have a bigger net. Just, it makes the defense come out and play you a little bit. You can shoot from the outside with touch. doesn't seem like it's that much bigger, but it but it makes a pretty big difference. But when you're, I lost my train of thought. Hold on. But when you're playing these all even when you're sorry, so these games are very much like box lacrosse because they're all tight. Box lacrosse isn't tight because of the boards and glass. Box lacrosse is tight because of the goal size because you everything happens close to the goal. Like the late great Dave Huntley says, everything outside of about 15 yards and field lacrosse is all noise. Well, in these little in these little pickup games. It's, it's more like seven yards. It's a constant probe. It's a constant tight one-on-one. And there's not banging and you're not plowing people over offensively. What you're doing is you're probing and you're sticking your body in there and they're, they're putting their cross check on you and there's equal pressure, but you're sitting there and you're faking and you're feeding and your head is up. And it translates really well. It's actually amazing how well that translates. So I'm gonna talk more about pickup games and stuff like that on another podcast. But what I really was psyched to talk about was this concept of probing. I think it's one of the most fascinating parts of the game. It's one of the parts that I've always wished that I was better at teaching. And I guess I figured out it's because you can't really teach it. The more you look at it, the more you'll see what I mean. Fluency and probing, you know, go in the same sentence. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you can get your players to probe the defense and um, thanks a lot for listening.